I solemnly swear I am up to no good. What's up, Nerd Nation? Welcome back to another week of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Welcome back to another week of the show. Thank you to all the subscribers and supporters out there, week in, week out. Also, a huge shout-out to all of you essential employees and those of you going back to work. Um, Please... If you see one of these essential employees, give them a big thank you. Grocery store attendees, first responders, nurses, doctors, anyone who was deemed essential during the pandemic and anyone who is starting to return to work even though it is not over. Please just keep them in your thoughts. Also, a huge shout out to my cousin Kyle for the new theme song. This is just a rough cut, he says, for now, but I cannot wait to see what he comes up with. He is a genius own the instruments. Uh, Nerd Nation, let's get to it. Today we are talking about all the nerdly news going on this week and some other fun things going on. Now while we're at it, we're going to finish up our discussion on The Matrix with Matrix Revolutions. That is the third installment to the original trilogy that is until we get to finally see Matrix 4. Hopefully it is sooner rather than later. All that and more. Is coming soon. DJ Mike Howie, take us in. It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, Tyler Mack. <laughs> Brought to you by Advertising Expressions. Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions, and Ashley Lodge Photography. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation by using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find the show in the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email the show at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Now get ready to nerd out with your host, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. What's up, everyone? I hope your week's been going good. Hope you're staying safe and well. Thank you to all those first responders again out there putting your lives on the line during any situation, not just during a pandemic. If you are being called back to work, please be smart and considerate of others. We all have to work together to get back to a place of regularity because normalcy isn't a thing of the past now. And that's okay. We will all get through this if we work together. Uh, You know, last time we were together, we talked about the very obscure Animatrix movie and its nine anthology pieces. Uh, you can find that wherever you cast your pod or on the YouTube channel for 30 and Nerdy Podcast. This week's conversation brings an end to our Matrix talks with Matrix Revolutions, uh, the final in the original trilogy. 
Uh, now we know, though, there will be a fourth installment in the near future. I'm very excited to see a more seasoned, serious Keanu be Neo again, especially after seeing him as John Wick. It'll be interesting to see if he brings any of that character into the newest version of Neo. When we last saw Neo, it was not looking good. Uh, we will discuss that. Uh, during this episode but now let's get to our pod promo of the week and this comes from a fantastic show that i i highly recommend to everybody it's the super media bros uh they're fantastic they're exciting and i love listening to them each week so why don't we go ahead and check out the super media bros Midnight Agent Raw and I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast, and each week we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on! We're on. Like I said, you should definitely check out the Super Media Bros podcast. They are part of Alternate Reality Radio, along with a bunch of us. And I definitely highly, highly, highly recommend them. So I created a a, a word for your nerd vocabulary for the week. So I'm going to talk nerdy to you. And that is the Nerdronomicon. Now, this is the book of dead nerddoms, and if one was to read from the Nerdonomicon, it would bring back ancient demons of nerd past, like Captain Kirk, maybe. That's right. So don't go reading through the Nerdonomicon unless you are ready for a blast from the past. So I found a random fact for you for this week's Random on Random. Uh, Did you know that the next time you call something as American as apple pie, you may want to consider the fact that neither apples... Or apple pies came from America. As a matter of fact, apples originated from Asia, and the first documented apple pie was actually in England. So we need to trash that saying because apple pie or apples are not American. And that has been your random on random. The arts are a vital part of the educational process, which is another key to economic development and improved quality of life. Arts education and opportunities help participants develop skills in critical thinking, goal setting, team building, problem solving, conflict resolution, and craftsmanship. At Encore Theatrical Company, they aren't just dreaming it, they're doing it. Through the global pandemic, many of the arts have suffered due to shutdown of theaters, museums, schools, and other artistic vehicles. However, here at Encore, the show must go on. Follow along as we evolve and entertain during what we call Encore Intermission. We are highlighting patrons, performers, community members, and much more. You may see voice lessons, mini-concerts, Zoom plays, and other artsy escapes for you during this trying time. Follow along daily with new posts from hashtag Encore Intermission. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us. Well, it's not just theater, it's Encore. Need a commercial? How about a professional video for your upcoming event or production? Let the coolest cats in town take care of you. The professionals of Freddy Cat Productions have the knowledge, ability, and experience to serve all your visual marketing needs. They offer feature films, documentaries, corporate videos, 
commercials, music videos, and weddings. You can reach Freddy Cat Productions at 423-231-2839 or at freddycatproductions.com. Meanwhile, back at 30 and nerdy... Good day. I'm Barry Nerdington, and this is your Nerdly News, where we report and you decide. After word of the famous Snyder Cut being released next year, Suicide Squad director David Ayer says that his director's cut would not be hard to finish and would be a blast to see on screen or television. It could be cathartic, Ayer added. It's tough putting your heart and soul into a project only for WB to give it the Edward Scissorhand treatment. The truth of it is that the film I made has never been seen either, and it should be. Some fans have begun the release the air cut hashtag on social media. Will a similar movement begin for this one, as it was the other mystery to DC title? Only time will tell. It's apparently a banner month for fan campaigns, making their movie dreams come true. While DC fans are eventually getting their Snyder Cut and petitioning for the air cut of Suicide Squad, another petition just gained some steam. Fans took to Twitter this Memorial Day weekend to share their hopes for a sequel to the Han Solo origin story, pining for the return of the original cast. The Make Solo to happen hashtag is all over now with the Star Wars fans creating shirts and opening up the Resistance Broadcast podcast. From the Star Wars News Net fan site, the Resistance has shirts and sweaters and mugs on the way to market their campaign. You can follow along on Twitter with the campaign or on the Resistance Broadcast show and at Star Wars News Net website. Take Two Interactive, the parent company to Rockstar Games, 2K, and other big names, announced that the coming year will be a lighter year for their titles. However, they are planning to release 93 titles over the next five years. That wildly vast number includes many different titles from many different platforms, roughly mapping nearly 20 titles a year for the next five this news comes from an investor's call that discussed its Q4 2020 results. Take-Two called their previous fiscal year its strongest pipeline in its history. They specifically stated that its 2021 fiscal year be light compared to its 2020, but will start to pick up its 2022 fiscal year. Industry analyst Daniel Ahmed broke down the 93 titles to a more detailed 63 core experiences, 17 mid-core experiences, 13 casual or arcade games titles, breaking it further down into 47 titles of existing franchises and 46 for new IPs. Alleged evidence of a parallel universe was put forth back in 2015, and now scientists believe that they have discovered hard proof of a neighboring parallel universe existing where time moves backwards. According to the New York Post, scientists conducted cosmic ray detection experiments in Antarctica, having uncovered that they believe is evidence of parallel universe where the laws of physics are different than our own. 
the reportedly detected high-energy particles rising out of Antarctica, which is not what those particles are supposed to be doing. According to the scientists, the fact that these particles are doing this means that they are traveling backwards in time. However, until there is far more evidence, we should take this with a grain of salt, most scientists would add to the article. Blizzard has officially canceled this year's BlizzCon due to COVID-19 concerns. This event, normally held in November, gathers fans in Anaheim, California to celebrate the company's games, await new announcements, and cheer on their favorite eSports players. The crowd can be anywhere from 40 to 50,000 people each year and are often gathered and packed in pretty tight. However, Blizzard will hold an online event in early 2021, presumably to give more details on Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. Blizzard will also be making announcements on June 5th as part of IGN's Summer of Gaming. You can follow more on this story at IGM.com. Sony has been working to expand its own Marvel Universe in theaters for its own Spider-Venomverse. It recently took a big step forward for one of its spinoffs. Early reports are showing that they have hired their director for a film following Madam Webb, a blind elderly woman with myasthenia gravis that keeps her connected to a web-like life support system. She also has clairvoyance and precognitive visions as a mutant power. Many believe this will be introduced as an origin story first, showing the journey that Cassandra Webb lives through to become the old mentor to Spider-Man. The director tapped for this project is S.J. Jackson from works like Jessica Jones and The Defenders. The writer of this movie also wrote on Morbius and has already been stated that this movie will not be Webb's only time on the screen. Work on the script of Indiana Jones 5 has only just begun, but Harrison Ford has talked about the story following new developments in Indiana's life, as well as seeing part of his character's history resolved. Produced by Spielberg, the movie will see director of Logan, James Mangold, helm the project. Mangold, who has a love for the franchise, feels that he can get the franchise back on track and bring love back to it where the fourth installment saw failure. WWE has surprisingly abandoned their trademark file for the Rated R Superstar. The filing for Edge was done back in April, but it has been abandoned as of May 21st. This is not the first time it has been done. Back in September of 2012, it had been filed and pursued up until they let it go in January of 2014. In other WWE news, it is reported that Matt Riddle is moving to the main roster soon. However, it has been reported that he will be on SmackDown despite the fact that Heyman is so high on him. Reports from some agents state that Lesnar has a strong dislike for Riddle, and that will affect where and when Riddle gets brought up. That's the end of your nerdly news. I'm Barry Nerdington saying good day and cheers to you nerds. Thank you, Barry. Well, it's time, nerds and nerdettes. So why don't we plug in here and let's talk about the third installment to The Matrix. As I said, we are talking about Matrix Revolutions. Um, Now, I do want to warn you that some of the things I am discussing are spoilers, so if you do live under a rock and you have not seen the third installment to The Matrix, 
please uh, pause here, go watch it, and come back and listen to what I have to discuss. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a warning. Spoilers are ahead in... Five, four, three, two, one. All right, you have been warned. So we are talking Matrix Revolutions. Now, the franchise is not one of your bigger franchises out there. We've got one, two, and three. We've got the Animatrix. We do have some video games that kind of fill in some plot holes. Um, however, uh, we... We also are getting a fourth installment in the near future, which we are very excited about. So, Matrix Revolution is, it came out in 2003, and um, it was only released six months after Reloaded, which was pretty cool. Uh, you didn't see a lot of that uh, around this time with franchises. Uh, it was released simultaneously in 108 different territories, and it is the first live action feature film to be released in both regular as well as IMAX theaters at the exact same time. Um, however, it did have some mixed reactions from critics and audiences. It did still gross over $427 million at the worldwide box office. Now, I mentioned a fourth installment. Uh, it is began it, ha it began productions back in February. However, it has been on pause due to COVID-19, I believe, uh, for the live-action stuff. Uh, I'm sure we'll start seeing more news as things start opening back up. But we are supposed to see the return of Keanu Reeves to Neo. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I wrote down some fun facts here. Some of them are obviously known, but uh, this is... Obviously, I also did not mention it also, like the others, are written and directed by the Wachowskis and distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. Uh, it was released on November 5th, 2003, and has a runtime of 129 minutes. Its budget, uh, they estimated, was between $110 and $150 million. Uh, it did, uh, the filming did happen concurrently with its predecessor, Matrix Reloaded. And other live-action sequences for the game Enter the Matrix. And the cool thing about that is if you played Enter the Matrix, you got to see some live-action scenes we did not get to see in the movies. And I think that was a pretty cool um, route to go. It kind of makes you want to play the game to see some unseen stuff. Uh, most of this took place uh, at Fox Studios in Sydney, Australia. Uh, most notably, the subway scenes uh, that were filmed in an unused tunnel of a St. James Railway Station. And the end sequences with the Oracle and Architect were filmed in Royal Botanic Gardens in Australia. So that's kind of cool. Uh, this was uh, the movie that Carrie Ann Moss broke her leg during uh, some live-action fight filming in Australia. Um, now, I mentioned the way the critics and some audiences received the movie. A lot of people basically said it was, you know, kind of anticlimactic, uh, while the others, a lot of people other said that um, it was, I guess the way they were, it was philosophically less ambiguous as its two predecessors. Um, a lot of people just basically said they felt they had trouble finding closure with this movie, uh, considering all the events that led up to it. I don't know if I wholeheartedly agree about not getting closure, 
but I can see where they say that. Um, the uh, the fun thing about this movie is it was uh, temporarily named Burly Man because they hadn't created a title for it yet, and they did not name it its uh, Matrix Revolutions until after everything was finished. So literally the name was the last thing they did. Um, and that's interesting. I don't know if other movies have that problem. I don't know. Um, a custom telescoping rig called the Tuning Fork was created out for just this film. Uh, they created it to allow two stuntmen to twirl multiple times in midair while fighting. So that, t- that tool is actually used in other movies as well now, but it was created specifically during this movie by that crew. Uh, Gloria Foster, the actress who played the original Oracle in the first two movies, did pass away while shooting the third. Uh, Sadly, she was uh, replaced by actress Mary Alice. And they did address the recasting. Uh, The physical change of the Oracle was kind of added as a mini plot point. They do talk about it, and I'll get to a little bit of that later. A fun fact I did find was the design for the Machine City was based on coral reefs. And knowing that now, I went back and watched it again uh, for probably I've watched two and a half times since knowing this episode was coming up. And now knowing that, you can you can see it. You can see how they, they mapped that out. Uh, the, the other cool thing is you get to meet this god machine, and I'll talk a little bit about him in a little bit. Uh, his, his character name is technically Deuce Ex Machina, which everyone has heard. Um, the god from machines, I believe, is what that uh, translates to. Um, his face was modeled after the Wachowski's baby nephew, and they actually filmed their nephew making several different expressions. So that's kind of cool. When you go back and watch it, you can clearly see it's an infant, and to know that that's their baby nephew is kind of fun. Um, you know, in the last episode about Matrix Reloaded, I talked about some new additions. Now, there are not as many uh, new additions to this cast as in the previous one, but we do get to see some of those minor characters we got glimpses of in the second one play a bigger part in this one. And so I felt like discussing some of them more, especially ones that I did not talk about in the second one. Uh, let's talk about Bane first. Uh, and no, uh, not the the popular villain from Batman. Uh, Bane is portrayed by N. Bliss. Uh, he's a crew member of the Catechus, and uh, he's possessed by Smith. Uh, at the end of Reloaded, you see Smith kind of um, assimilate Bane while he's in the Matrix. So that means when he comes out of the Matrix, he is actually possessed by Agent Smith, one of the Agent Smiths. Uh, and he starts to do little things to work against the humans in the real world, like he blows an EMP when it shouldn't be blown and it takes out a ship, kills an entire crew, he's the only survivor. Uh, in this movie, he tries to kill Neo and Trinity uh, on their mission. and uh, only, But of course, you know, Neo beats him. He, the fun thing about this guy is he was cast after the Wachowskis thought he resembled Hugo Weaving, who plays Agent Smith, and they overheard him at the audition doing an impression of Agent Smith, so they just cast him uh, in this role, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, I talked about the new Oracle. I want to go ahead and get that out of the way. Now, like I said, the actress of the original one, Gloria Foster, passed away in during the filming of the third installment. 
and Mary Alice had to take her place. Um, now, they did change a little plot point uh, to address the physical change in the Oracle. It seems that as an effect to aiding and helping Neo, she basically kind of chose a side and helped him a little more than he, she previously did with other The Ones. And she was punished by the Merovingian for sticking her nose in where it doesn't belong. He terminated her outer shell, uh, is how they explained it. So it's kind of funny um, to think about that. I guess he tried to kill her, and it just didn't work, and now she's physically different. Uh, this this next person we saw a glimpse of in the second one, but he plays a much bigger character, Captain Mufun. Um, he is the a- the commander of the APU Corps during the machine's assault on Zion. Uh, he is played by Nathaniel Lease, who, if you are a Lord of the Rings fan, he is Ugluk in the movie franchise. And the the cool moment that he gets is he kind of instills this bravery into Kid uh, near the end uh, while he's dying. He's fought to his last breath, and his last words are basically saying, you know, the hovercraft millionaire is minutes away. I need you to get this door open so they can get in here and help us. Um, and that's what he does as he's dying, as he kind of instills to Kid, look, we need you. This is your moment to shine or your moment to show who you really are. And luckily, Kid stepped up to the plate. And uh, we'll talk about Kid a little bit more in a little bit. The next character that I want to discuss that we get to meet in the third movie is Sadie. Now, Sadie is an exile, which is a program created without a purpose. Uh, She's a human, though. So what the Matrix and its agents uh, tend to do is to purge the system of unneeded programs. So they try to delete them. Um, she was uh, is the child of the programs Ramakandra and Kamala. And uh, the Oracle protects the girl. The, um, the belief that she is going to be a big part of not just human future, but machine kind's future as well as why the Oracle protects her. Um, Sadie, the reason that the character is named Sadie is it kind of refers to many different Hindu beliefs of awareness and remembering. Uh, She is portrayed by Tanvir K. Atwai, and she does a really good job. Now, there is a part where she gets assimilated by Smith, but she is saved in the end after Neo defeats Agent Smith, and she creates this new sunset on a new matrix basically in honor of neo and his sacrifice uh, the other character or one of the others i want to talk about that we just see in this film is called the train man uh, and he's the protector and operator of mobile avenue station uh, he's a human employed by the merovingian and he's in charge of bringing people in and out of the matrix secretly whenever the merovingian asks Uh, He's portrayed by Bruce Spence. Now, not a lot of people know about this guy. He does a lot of in-character makeup and costume acting. He doesn't do a lot of you get to see what he looks like. The last time somebody saw his actual self was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. He's the mayor of that town that it opens up in and uh, finds Jack in the safe. He also uh, plays the Black Lieutenant in Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King at the Gate. Um, so he's done a lot of that kind of acting, and he's really good at it. He's he's an interesting character because 
he's not really like an agent or Neo or Morpheus like known to fight, but when he's in his station, he he even says he is like, you don't understand, you can't hurt me while I'm down here because in the station I am God. And he punches Neo and it just sends Neo flying. So he's not really supposed to be this massive threat, but when he's in his station, it's kind of his realm. Uh, he's an interesting character, though. Kind of reminds you a little bit of Sirius Black when he escaped Azkaban. Uh, he's got bad teeth and all that. So, the next one I've 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 touched on, Deus Ex Machina, known as the God Machine. It is the central interface of Machine City. Uh, it creates a humanoid face similar to that of a human baby. And he uses a swarm of flying insect-like droids to do that. And that's kind of a cool scene. Um, after Neo... So he he's the one that Neo makes the deal with in the Machine City. He says, look, you know, Smith has gotten out of control. You can't control him anymore. Uh, let me do this. Let me take him. Let me end this. And you can have me. All I want is peace for Zion. So do Sex Machina, obviously, uh, agrees. And during the big final fight between Smith and Neo, um, we see Neo allow Smith to assimilate him. Now, what this did is this created a direct line from the new assimilated Neo Smith to where he's plugged in. And where he's plugged in is into Deus Ex Machina. So that gives the God Machine an opportunity to send a deleting protocol to Smith. And that's how he basically destroys the agent and ends the war uh, due to his sacrifice. Uh, they do restore peace to the humans and machines. We do get a little scene at the end with Oracle and Architect. And Architect says, how long do you think this peace will last? And Oracle's just like, as long as it needs to. Uh, now, even though I talked about Deuce Ex Machina being portrayed physically by the Wachowski's baby nephew, he is voiced by very famous voice artist Kevin Michael Richardson, who, if you follow voice acting, you know who he is. Uh, he was, now I'm not a fan of his Joker. His Joker was like the monster aerialist Joker from the newer Batman cartoon. He has long dreads and he's hunched over. Uh, but Kevin Michael Richardson is a fantastic voice, and he, in his performance, just in voice acting with this machine, is really cool. Now, I talked about Sadie. I want to talk about her parents. Uh, Rama Khandra is the father, and he is portrayed by Bernard White. Uh, Rama Khandra is a program created by The Matrix. He made a deal with the Merovingian so his daughter could be free to live in The Matrix without deletion. Now, his wife, Kamala is a programmer, an interactive software programmer, actually. And we see her with Sadie and her husband in Mobile Train Station meeting Neo. She's a little more uh, hardened than her husband is. She's kind of like, stay away to Neo. You know, I know who you are. And uh, her husband's a lot kinder. So there's a character that we meet in the sequel for a brief time, and that is Link's wife, Z. And... And this one, she is a huge part. She plays a pretty big role, uh, especially um, she deals a lot of the blows to the machine army during the Battle of Zion. Uh, her and her uh, friend and fellow soldier, Kara, they're uh, bazooka operators. Um, she's um, as, as I stated in the previous episode, when I discussed a little bit about her, she is portrayed by Nona Gay, daughter of Marvin Gay. 
Um, she made a lot of impactful moments during the battle, and she even saves Kid as he's trying to open the door um, to save the city. And she aids Link uh, at the door as well. So Z gets to have a lot of cool moments here. Um, now, I mentioned Kid, and I've mentioned him quite a bit in the uh, discussion for Animatrix. Um, Menchman Reloaded, he does have a bit bigger part uh, in this installment of the movie. He has a very defining moment that I kind of discussed with the with uh, the captain who tells him that this is what you've got to do to save us. And so Kid gets this really awesome opportunity to kind of save the day a little bit when he gets the door open. Um, he is, uh, like I said in last week's episode, he's in the Animatrix. There's an entire episode based on how Kid is saved from the Matrix. And we get that scene where he says, Neo, I believed. I try, I believe, Neo, and you saved me. And he says, no, Kid, you saved yourself. Um, he's played by Clayton Watson. Um, he's done a few other things, but this is probably the biggest thing he's done. Uh, I really enjoy the role of Kid. He's... He's comedic when it needs to be, and he also gets that awesome moment at the end. Now, we also meet for very, very briefly in the second installment, Maggie. She is the the doctor on board Mjolnir, which the crew calls the Hammer, the Hammer Ship. Um, she's seen at the end taking care of Neo, who's in a coma, as well as Bane, who's still in a coma. But she's portrayed by Essie Davis, and you know, little little is known about her. Um, she's just a medical expert on the ship, and uh, she was a red pill though. And um, while she's taking care of Neo and Bane, they both wake up um, halfway through this movie, and we get to see a small glimpse of her, get a little little opportunity in this installment. Though we see she kind of realizes. That Bane, she starts to slowly realize that Bane is guilty of destroying the the other ship, and she tries to kill him, but he is possessed by Smith, so he's a little bit quicker and smarter. Um, she does not make it; he kills her, and it, it is it is a shocking shocking moment during that scene. But there's not there's not a lot of new characters, but like I said, they. They bring what they have to to make this movie good. I think some of the best moments in this installment is the the final battle with Smith and and Neo is very very similar to like the battle of Superman and Zod. They're flying all over the place. They're big punches, big hits, being thrown into the ground. It's like Goku and Frieza going at it, or Cell, or if you've seen any of those big battles, that's what you can picture if you have not seen this movie. It is it is an intense battle. It is during the rain at night with a storm going on. Uh, it's it's really cool. Um, I enjoyed this trilogy uh, as well as the Animatrix. Um, I enjoy the concept. I know I've talked a lot about the philosophical concepts that it took and the somewhat religious aspects that it takes and it kind of opens your eyes and makes you think. Um, I hope that some of these fun facts and new characters that I have talked about and some, I hope you've learned some new info into Matrix as well as this one, Matrix Revolution and Reloaded. Um, 
I've enjoyed talking Matrix during this month of May. Uh, it's been eye-opening, and uh, I hope that through this month you have learned some new things that you can use in conversation. I hope that while that is happening and you have learned a new fact or some unknown thing from behind the scenes, you will tell your friend, hey, did you know? But I hope that when you're telling them, and they'll say, how'd you learn that? You say, you know what? I'll listen to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I hope that you'll tell them that's what you listen to, to learn all your new found nerdledge and behind-the-scenes facts and fun facts and little details that I like to find uh, about individual characters and actors. I just enjoy that stuff. I enjoy knowing as much about everything that I can, and that's why I'm here. I'm here to enlighten and educate and hopefully entertain you a little bit. So I hope you'll send them back my way uh, so they can learn a little bit more. I hope that you've enjoyed this month of May talking all things Matrix. I cannot wait to start June off. I cannot wait to talk more on some fun things to come. But before we shut the door completely on May Trix Month, uh, let's see what the deal is with advertising expressions. From us here at Advertising Expressions, we want you to know that we hope that you and yours have been well amid this pandemic. We have been blessed to have survived ourselves and realize that here in Morstown, it can be hard to keep things rolling in times like these. Therefore, whether you are a business that has closed and are looking to reopen, a business that has crawled through the time fighting for the next breath, or maybe you are a business that has done better in this time, we want to help you. See, our business is to promote yours, and we strive to do that by getting your name in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we are giving you 19% off new quotes that result in orders of $190 or more. Use the promo code NERDRONA19. That's N-E-R-D-R-O-N-A and the number 19. You can find us at 2103 Morningside Drive in Morristown, Tennessee or contact us at 423-586-3270. I uh, highly recommend Advertising Expression to anyone that needs anything customized. You know, um, things are going to start reopening, your schools, your churches, your, your industries. And what better way to start getting that marketing out than shirts and hats and things like that. And Advertising Expressions does not just cater to Morristown, Tennessee. They will ship things to you. So please check them out. Tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. Now, as June is coming closer and closer as it begins, I want to talk about uh, a huge passion of mine and also try to keep it nerdy as well, uh, voice acting. Uh, and I want to talk about some of the biggest voice actors in the Nerdiverse. Uh, you ever been watching something and been like, gosh, I know that voice. I know that voice. I do it all the time. I love the voice acting world. Um, speaking of I Know That Voice, there is a really great documentary called I Know That Voice, and it, it it follows a lot of the famous voice actors from our nerd world, like Conroy and Hamill 
uh, follows them around comic cons, follow, follows them through some of their career, talks about the early days of voice acting with Mickey Rooney and, uh, and, uh, Mel Blank and all that fun stuff. So check that out before next week. Um, that will shed a little bit of light on the voiceover world that I'm going to be discussing as well as some of the characters I will be talking about. Now, I cannot help you with the voices in your head, but hopefully I can uh, enlighten you a little bit about the voices on your TV and movie screens. Uh, but before we get there, I definitely recommend that documentary. It's called I Know That Voice. I want to take the time to thank all of our Patreon supporters. I know that it is trying times out there uh, financially, uh, emotionally, spiritually, uh, what have you. So I'm running a deal right now for a dollar a month. You can become a Patreon supporter, and that goes to the end of July the dollar a month COVID-19 special on our Patreon page. If you become the dollar a month donor, you get everything that I have done for Patreon, everything from previous times on Patreon. Uh, You get bloopers, you get behind the scenes, you get sneak peeks before regular audiences do. You get uh, our Patreon's special episodes like Mandalorian Mondays that we did on season one and with that show coming back soon I can guarantee you Mandalorian Mondays will return um so please uh, consider it please consider becoming a patron today of the show uh you own a little bit of the show and and it just becomes a part of your life so I also want to ask you to find the show on podchaser.com along with our friends in the Pod Nation. It's very simple. Go to the site, search for the list Pod Nation. Give give some of our friends a listen. Uh, heck, pick a show a day, you know, to focus on. There are a lot of shows to tune into on the Pod Nation on podchaser.com. You know, give them a listen. If you like what you heard, subscribe to them. Give them a rating. Tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. Well, nerds and nerdettes, I know that this was a quick episode. Um, I did not want to spoil too much. I just wanted to give you some cool, fun facts. Um, this week's episode has been interesting. Uh, it was great to watch back through it. If you want, give me a shout-out on your thoughts of the episode. If there's something that I did not mention that you think I should have mentioned, please email it to me so I can touch base on it again next week a little bit. But, listen, thank you all for tuning in week in and week out. You have no idea what you mean to this show. So thank you very much. Again, be safe out there. Be smart. I've been your Duke of Nerds. Y'all have been beautiful. Stay sanitized. DJ Mike Howie, take us out. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography, Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Advertising Expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the pod nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.